Hello everyone, welcome to the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany. Uh, I had to re-record this episode because I had some sound issues the first time around, so let's try for take two. In this episode, I shall be discussing gateway bands. Gateway bands is a term that I use, or a phrase that I use, I should say, to discuss bands that are the precursor for you in the beginning when you're first getting into like hard rock and metal music or it doesn't even have to be hard rock and metal music it could be just a gateway artist and they lead you into the music you're currently listening to now so the first time i heard the phrase gateway bands was from the josta podcast by uh jamie josta who is not only a podcaster but he is also the lead singer of the band hate breed and his band josta Now, early on when I was listening to his podcast, he would always have, like, different guests come on and he would always talk about gateway bands, like the term gateway bands. And I really picked up on it and I really, like, was like, yeah, I understand what a gateway band is. I have, like, four major gateway bands. So my four major gateway bands were, and still are, because I... Not so much Limp Biscuit, I should say, but I still listen to like a couple of Creed songs here and there. Um, I still listen to um, the first two albums and a couple of other singles by Linkin Park, but definitely their first two albums, and a couple of the singles by uh, Nickelback. So my gateway bands to start off are Nickelback, Creed, Limp Biscuit, and Linkin Park. Now, the reason why I. Um, I, I briefly talked about why um, I briefly talked about my gateway bands in my previous episode, um, how I got into hard rock and metal music, but I got into these bands um, because, like any other, you know, growing up, growing adult, and like any like kid, you're going from like your te- your childhood years to your teenage years, and you know the whole teenage angst thing is an actual. Thing because you're going through all these different emotions, you're discovering who you are, you're developing new friends, you're losing some of your childhood friends. And for me, it was more of an angst thing. It was more like I was, I was like, for me, it's always been, I was trying to solidify a new identity for myself, I guess. Um, I was like, I was basically becoming who I am now and trying to figure out what that is. And then on the other side, I'm getting like blowback for like trying to be the person that I am now. Mostly it's not for me. I don't want it to seem like it's a big deal, but emotionally it's like, hey, you know, I dress this way because I would prefer people treat me for or the way I act, not for the way I dress. And then, of course, that turns into this whole thing of like, are you this? Are you that? And it's not. It's like, no, I just prefer this because I never cared too much about that. So in my feeling misunderstood and in my feelings of being judged and um, questioned, I became angry, you know. I, I didn't know really how to process my emotions all that great or all that well, I should say. And I was looking for this music. I was looking for something that understood what I was going through. I was looking for a music or something that could 
that could calm me down and make me feel like I wasn't alone in what I was feeling at the time. So in doing that, I stumble upon like I stumble upon bands like Limp Biscuit. I stumbled upon bands like Creed and Nickelback because you got to start somewhere, as they say. So with that being said, um, I got into all these like four different bands for different reasons. I got into Nickelback because of the Spider-Man soundtrack. Of course, the song Hero. Um, the song Hero was sung by Chad Kroger, who's the lead singer of Nickelback, and Josie Scott, who's the lead singer of another band that is also a part of, um, me getting into heavier music, which is Saliva. Saliva, like, had singles like Click Click Boom and Your Disease and Always, and then... I branched more into the Nickelback side because they had a lot of heavier hits. And of course, their biggest single, which is How You Remind Me. So in finding out about Nickelback and getting more into them, I got I really got into them. Like, their songs were great. Like, um, songs like Someday, Saving Me, um, uh, Gotta Be Somebody. So I mostly got into Nickelback during their... Um, all the Right Reasons, uh, The Long Road, Silver Side Up, and the Dark Horse albums. There are a couple of singles. And mind you, I was listening to singles yet, at this point in time. I wasn't listening to full albums just yet. I didn't start listening to like full complete albums until like 2014. So we're going to start back in the, like 28, uh, 2008. So that's why right around the time when I um, started listening to these bands. And pro wrestling was also another big key factor in me listening to and finding new bands. Because, of course, they also had, like, um, hard rock and metal music for their pay-per-views or for their shows and stuff of that nature. So with that being said, I got more into their singles. And then I stumbled upon, like, a band like Limp Bizkit, which is... The new metal is a new metal metal band, or the least like new metal band of that genre because of you know Fred Durst and his wild nature and like things of that nature, stuff like that. Just look it up. Most of the stuff you if if you look up look it up or Google and try to Google like why is this band hated, um, it's mostly because of like people who consumed it at the time or people who are currently listening to it now and think, oh, they're cheesy, they their lyrics suck or this, that, this person's terrible, whatever it may be. So I got into Limp Biscuit because of the, once again, like I've talked about before, it's the elements of rap infused with rock. So it was like a very good like ease into this new music that I was finding myself enjoying. So I got into that. Um, I got into Creed, once again, because of pro wrestling. Uh, they used the My Sacrifice song, I think, numerous times. I think they used it for the um, Ric Flair video package, I believe. Um, I know their songs like um, With Arms Wide Open, uh, My Own Prison. Uh, their biggest one is My Sacrifice and Higher. That's their biggest ones. But what, I really got into these bands because of their singles. And Linkin Park, what's there not to say about Linkin Park? Their first two albums are like my like stepping stones of what I listen to now. Uh, Hybrid Theory and Meteora are the is like their top my top favorites from Breaking the Habit to of course their biggest hit in the end. And listening to um, Numb. And 
paper cut and crawling and one step closer and faint. It's like, what's not to love about these albums? They're like amazing to me. And I loved them. Like, I love their albums, even though, once again, I still wasn't really listening to them in full, like in its entirety. I was listening to the singles more than the actual albums. But eventually down the line, I got into their albums and was like, okay, yeah, I like this. I I prefer this. And I'm speaking on Linkin Park. I haven't really fully dived into, like, um, Lint Biscuit's discography yet. It's still pretty much singles. Like, I don't think I have their music on my iPod anymore. But this other podcast I was listening to, they kind of touched on it. And I was like, man, I haven't heard Take a Look Around in, like, a long time. I haven't listened to Boiler in a long time. Like, occasionally rolling, uh, it's touch and go. But, like, listening to Break Stuff, like, I remember listening to Break Stuff and, like, yes, Break Stuff gets it. Because we all get angry. And it's just one of those days... (laughs) I'm not going to get into the lyric. But if you know the lyric, you you know where I'm going with that. But yeah, it, it was great. Um, I'm glad I got into these bands and I'm glad they were a precursor into what I wanted to listen to. Because had it not been for these bands and had it not been for these big these bands that were a big part of me getting into heavier music. I wouldn't be listening to bands like Kill Switch Engage or Fire from the Gods or Blood Youth or Shark Tooth or listening to like Meet Me at the Altar or Pull the Curtain or listening to uh what's another band I was listening to? Uh, Violent New Breed. There you go. I wasn't, I wouldn't be listening to A Day to Remember. I wouldn't be listening to bands that have technically been around just as long as, um, just as long, if not a little bit younger, like a Linkin Park or a Limp Biscuit. Limp, the last time, right around the time I was listening to Limp Biscuit, they had already come out with like Results May Vary, which came out in 2003. This is five years after. And then this is definitely like way, this is like way, this is like about 10 years after like their first album came out, which is 1997, which is totally after the new metal, new metal era had already begun, which kind of technically, if you want to get technical, uh, started in like 1994, like right around that time, but it was still going on because you did, because Slipknot didn't really become like, on the scene until 1999, so about two years later. So, with that being said, like, they were a starter for me getting into these bands, and they're very helpful because they, they, gateway bands are important because they are the epicenter of you starting out listening to, and they expand your taste. Because it's probably weird to go, it's probably weirder to the outside person who thinks all this music sounds the same. It's, it's not always the case. It's, it's a bit of an extreme, in my opinion, to go from listening to a Nickelback and then go, going to Parkway Drive. To listen to um, Creed and then listen to Pantera. It's two different bands with two different like subjects. And to go from one to the other, it's just... A good way to explain growth, if that makes, like, 
now thinking about it, it does explain growth and how we grow as people. Because, like, you're talking about music I was listening to. The music I was listening to at 14, I don't listen to now at the age of <laughs> almost 27. It, it, it's a... It's a, it's a physical, it's like actually looking at your growth to see what you started with to who you are now. Me at 14 is a totally different person at 27. Me at that age, I was unsure of myself. I was not as confident as, I don't think I'm still nowhere. I mean, I'm a little bit better, but the 14 year old I was then was angry, um, cut off, shy, had no confidence, didn't know um, who they were. And now me now, it's like I'm confident in who I am. I know who I am. And it's mostly because of these bands helped me figure out who I wanted to be as a person. They were helpful in guiding me. So I know for some people it may not go that deep. But for me, it went that deep. So for me to start off listening to those four main bands, um, is it's detrimental to me. In my opinion. I don't know how it is for the other people. I'm just some random 27 year old. uh, Rambling off her favorite bands. Um, It is what it is. So like. I wanted to probably count. Green Day. I mean you can count Green Day. By the time I started listening to them. It had already been like four years. Since American Idiot had come out. And by that time. uh, Boulevard for my broken dreams. No, Broken Dream Boulevard for Broken Dreams. Sorry, it's been a very long time since I've actually listened to that album as a whole. Because once again, early on at 14, I was only listening to singles. I didn't really start getting into like actual albums until like <laughs> about what? Five years later. It wasn't until I actually started listening to full albums. So, like, I would count Green Day because by the time that happened, I think right around 2009, 21st Century Breakdown had come out. And Know Your Enemy was the theme song to Smackdown at one point. So, there's that. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's been a wild ride listening to, like, going back and listening to, like... I remember, it, not only did I have gateway bands, I had a gateway phase, too. So, like, I was listening to random rock, random... I didn't even know what new metal was at the time. I was still calling it rap rock at the time. So, like, starting off listening to that, and then, like, all throughout high school, you'd think I'd be listening to this. And no, by the time I was in high school, I was listening to a lot of pop punk. So, a lot of boys like girls, a lot of panic at the disco. And once again, still listening to singles. Um, Panic at the Disco, listening to Forever the Sickest Kids, listening to Secondhand Serenade, The White Candle, no, The White Tie Affair, I believe it's called. The song is called Candle Sick and Tired, though. And listening to just random pop punk bands that are, like, probably didn't go anywhere yet. Or just, I don't want to say not going anywhere, but kind of just like, you know, they were there to ride that wave and there was like a whole bunch of them. It's kind of like, I, more, me getting more into music, I kind of noticed about like bands like that would come in that all came around the same time. You know, they would tour together. It was like, 
they, they just all popped up at the same time and they all became popular at the same time. And then after a couple of years, it's like in my, where I'm looking at and where I'm seeing, you don't hear from them anymore. Like I, one of the biggest things was like, especially during a post grunge era, as they call it, which was kind of like the, re- it was the post grunge era, which was like the early 2000s. Which was like everything after like Pearl Jam, Nickel, not Nickelback, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, uh, Alice in Chains, and Nirvana. And a big chunk of that was like bands that had came out of like also the post new metal era as well. Because once again, you had grunge going on the same time as new metal was winding down. So after, because it's like it came in cycles, you had. The British new wave of heavy metal come out in the 70s and the early 80s. And then in the mid-80s, you get the glam rock era. And then you get the um, thrash metal era. And then what comes in after that in the 90s, you got the grunge era. Which is the Nirvanas, the Soundgardens, and all of them, and the Alice in Chains. And then after that, you get left in the uh, 2000s. And you have also simultaneously going on in the late 90s, you have new metal. In 1994 with Korn and their debut album, In a Deftones. Yeah, those are the two big bands on the new metal. Yeah, Korn, Deftones, and Limp Bizkit, and all of them coming out. And then and when you, once you get to the late 90s, you have an extreme band that sort of... Not even sort of. A new band that, sort of, that revolutionized music and its culture as a whole in a slipknot. And then after that, you have bands like... Alter Bridge and Seven Dust and Smile Empty Soul and uh, Chevelle and Trap uh, Taproot. Um, there's another band. I'm not giving. I'm not putting their name out there because I don't like their lead singer. If I'm being completely honest, but it's a bridge to see how not only my music change, my music taste changed, but to see the music taste that have changed of other people. To go from listening to these bands to listening to Breaking Benjamin and Godsmack to listening to Seether, then Slipknot, then Disturbed, then Alter Bridge, then Corn, and then listening to band and then to see my music taste change over time to listen to these bands only to go to a Alter uh, uh, Hate Breed and Pantera. And just being fans of that and then just branching out even bigger into like a parkway drive and um, listening to, uh, what's another one? Oh, and Trivium as well. But yeah, everyone needs those gateway bands. I know Metallica for a lot of people my age, even younger than me, older than me, their gateway bands were like Metallica. And then they hear Slayer and they get into Slayer and then all of a sudden it's like the bands you listen to beforehand don't matter and they don't count even though you were like me singing in the shower. Because I don't know about you but I dare call anybody a liar if they honestly were like oh man Nickelback sucks but do you know the words to how you remind me though? Oh, well, they suck. But you do know the lyrics to How You Remind Me and Someday. We all, at one point, know the lyrics to Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. We all know the lyrics to In the End by Linkin Park. And we all know the lyrics to My Sacrifice and Higher at one point. 
There's no point in bashing these bands. There's no point in just, there's no justification. There's no reason. Nobody cares. I like these bands. These bands are the reason why I listen to the bands now. They're here to stay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So with that being said, if I want to hear what were your gateway bands, what were the bands you were listening to that got you into newer, heavier bands? Um, could it be like a kill switch engage? Could it be a band I haven't heard of? I myself am always willing and yeah, willing to listen to new music. I'm always searching for new music to listen to. Um, mostly, most of the time I either find new music or I just stumble upon it either on YouTube during a commercial. That's how I got into the band Just a Mess, which is an amazing band. And they're a Chicago band too. But yeah, um, I either stumble upon them through YouTube. I, I have my friend Portia. She recommends new bands and I try to get into it. Um, there's Revolver Magazine. I used to subscribe to their magazine. <laughs> and they would have, like, right in the beginning, it was, like, bands you need to know or artists you need to know. And I would find bands from, I would find bands through them, go on YouTube, find their music, and see if I like it. Whatever piques my interest. Um, Loudwire is, is another one. If it had not been for Loudwire, I never would have stumbled upon Blood Youth and, uh, no, I have Loudwire to thank for getting into Blood Youth, and I have Revolver to thank for getting me into Sharptooth. So, yes. And then I don't know how I stumbled upon Fire from the Gods. Either way, I found them, and they're an amazing band, and I love them. So, they're really cool. Man, talking about all this makes me want to just go buy band merch. I'm, I used to be a big fan of buying band merch, but aren't we all? So, with that being said, if you would love to tell me what your favorite, uh, excuse me, if you would love to tell me what your favorite are, gateway bands are, or bands that you started out, tell me, let me know. Um, I have a Tumblr, you can follow me at RollMarterX, it is R-O-L-E-M-A-R-T-Y-R-X. It's like the song by Hurt called Roll Martyr X. I am also Roll Martyr X on Instagram, so feel free to give me a follow. I don't really post that much anymore because I'm hardly on it, but if you would like to, I will continue to try and be more proactive on social media to get more word out about, about this podcast because this podcast is kind of a form of therapy and it's a way for me to connect with other people who feel just like um, so yeah, drop me a, I was going to say drop me a line. <laughs> wow, I am, wow, okay, I just dated myself there. But yeah, feel free to follow me and uh, let me know what, or drop, <laughs> I'm going to announce this on Instagram anyway, just drop me some questions, tell me what your favorite gateway bands are, and yeah, just let me know what some gateway, it doesn't even have to be gateway bands. It could just be gateway artists, too. It doesn't always have to be in this one area. Just, you know, talk about some of the... You may find similarities with other people. Just leaving that line of communication open. So, with that being said, my name has been Brittany. And this is the Status Alternative Podcast. And I will catch you later on the next episode. Bye-bye. Oh, and since this episode is dropping April 1st, happy April Fool's Day. Bye-bye.